thinking sideways. I don't understand. Does not compute. You never know. What? Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Well, hey there, and welcome to the podcast. Thinking Sideways, the podcast. I, of course, am Steve, as always, joined by... Joe. And Devin. And once again, we have another mystery for you. Mm. Uh, this we is an are, ancient mystery. It's a very ancient mystery. We're actually going to talk about a historical mystery this week, which is a little abnormal for us. We are going to talk about what happened to the Ninth Roman Legion. You might see it called the Spanish Ninth Legion or the Legio Ninth Hispania. It goes by a bunch of names depending on which uh, interpretation. But before we get into the story, I do want to say thank you to Jason on Facebook because he suggested this to us. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Jason. Uh, no, I was really, again, as always, love the listener suggestions. Yeah, me too. Freaking greatest thing ever. Yep. There's going to be some explanations of several things in a minute. Uh, but let me give you an overview of what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Somewhere shortly after year zero, that's the transition between BC to AD. Or CE and... BCE. Yeah, BCE and... BCE. BCE. I'm, right. I'm going to use BC and AD that's today. Uh, but somewhere after that transition, the Ninth Roman Legion disappeared from the records that were kept by the Romans. And they did keep a lot of records. They, they really did. And I've seen it. I've seen it in two different ledgers. Essentially, I've seen it that they disappeared after the records from 120, and I've seen that they disappeared after the records that were kept in the time of Marcus Aurelius in year 165. Mm. So now this, that that means then that, that they appeared in the records uh, that were made in 120 AD, and they also appeared in the records that no, were they 165. Were, they, they were absent from. Either they were absent or from both. No, either they were absent from the records of 120, or they were absent from the records of 165. Not both. One. Well, one presumes if they were absent in 120, they would have also been absent in 165. Yeah. Yes, just chronologically. Your, but, chronological yeah. order. That's yes, that would think. make the, sense. The set of records in which they disappeared was either either or. It, it, or it's. Yeah. It, I see it called out as both. Yes. Got it. So that's what's the hard part. There's no evidence of specifically what, or concrete evidence of specifically what happened to this legion. Um, you know, did they get destroyed in battle? Were they absorbed by another legion? Oh, did they get phased out? Budget cuts? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we just don't know. Yeah, was was for the Romans? Did they have any superstitions? Like we we considered thirteen to be an unluck, an unlucky number. In, in my research of, of the Romans and stuff like that, I never came across that. I know that they had superstitions, but I never saw any of that impacting numbering. I mean, I've looked at the 13th legions and, and the 21st legion. Like, none of that seemed to apply to them. Like, we are used to it today. Additionally, one presumes they would have just not ever created it to begin with. It to begin with. That's yeah. true. 
Like because the just, gods would not have liked that, so why even offend the gods by starting that? Right, yeah. just like we just arbitrarily say, no, there's no 13th floor, it's the 14th one. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing we do. Mm-hmm. We do. We really do. Okay, explanation time. Yeah. Because this is where we've got to get in some historical explanation. Yeah, by the way, yeah, the Romans were around a long time. They were... The here's the dates. Well, well, actually, you know what? I'll start off before we get the dates. Is that it was a very deep, very complex history, and it's divided into brackets. There's brackets of time that denote the empires. Yeah, because there was the Republic, the Empire. There was the Republic and the Empire, yeah. and then after that, so the Re- the Roman Republic is dated between 509 BC and it fell uh, because of civil wars, internal conflicts. It fell in 27 BC. From 27 BC forward, it was known as the Roman Empire. Because Later, the Holy Roman Empire. Because it was ruled by an emperor. And the Roman Empire ran from 27 BC to 476 AD. AD. And by the way, everybody, I'm, I'm not going to call out AD on all these numbers. If it's a BC, I'm going to call it out. If Sounds I don't fair. call it out, it's an AD because otherwise it's going to get really annoying me constantly calling these AD sure. because there's a most of what we deal with is from year zero forward. That means that time from when we went to BC to AD. So just to keep it simple and easier for everybody. But the, the, the Roman Empire went until 476. And I know that our history buff fans are going to say, well, well, Steve, that's not when the empire ended. I understand that the eastern portion of the empire became the Byzantine Empire, which ran into the 15th century. I understand that. But the important thing is we're going to focus on year zero to ballpark year 200. Yeah, the empire. The empire. It's all in the empire. Uh, The other thing that you're going to need to understand is what is a Roman legion? It's a bunch of guys. (laughs) It totally is a bunch of guys. Yeah, a bunch of soldiers. No ladies involved. Yeah. Because ladies did not serve in a legion as a soldier. It's not like what we have today where it's men and women. It was that very antiquated uh, model of men only in battle. Well, you know, it made sense because, I mean, you've got to wear heavy armor and carry a big old heavy sword and shield and all that stuff. It's obviously something guys are a lot better suited for. Uh, yeah, at the yeah. time, yeah, with what the technology that was available. But here's, what, here's specifically what a Roman legion is. The Romans broke their army up into subunits and each subunit is what we refer to as a legion each legion then was made up of 5,000 men accompanied by a cavalry unit and I can never get a sense of the size of the cavalry unit but they had a cavalry unit there it probably just depends on how many horses were available mm. I'm, I'm sure but or the thing, what you know the terrain and all that stuff sorry yeah no yeah, yeah. where they are is going to have a huge impact can you have horses uh, the, the the legions, though, they were kind of a one-stop shop. Each yeah, legion was amazingly flexible. They were the infantry. 
They well, they had. Uh, let's see. They they would they would fight the battles. Obviously, they were the guys who swung swords and shot bows and arrows. And they did policing work, right? They did policing work, but they built fortifications. They had their own internal com- command structures. I mean, they really were. They were they were a very small, well-rounded army. Oh sure. Uh, here's here's an example of what a legion could do. So this this is going to jump ahead in time, and we're going to come back to this in a moment. But if anybody has heard of, I believe you pronounce it, Hadrian's Wall. Yeah. Hadrian was an emperor who, he came into power at 117. That's when he came into power. He became the emperor. And one of the things that he decided to do, because Rome was in Britain, was he was going to stop the Britons because... They were beating the crap out of the, 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 the Romans, and he built a wall. He decided that they would build a wall. and Hadrian, From coast to coast. Coast to coast wall, east to west. Or, uh, it, I'm going to describe it west to east, actually. It was built from Boundus on Solway to... Um, wait, we always get in trouble for... How do you pronounce this one? It's, are you sure it's the same one? Tynemouth? Tynemouth. Is well, it Tynemouth? Well, if this is the same one that we it's, talked it's about... It's the same area. Okay, it's not tin, to the actual Tinmouth. Tin, yeah, Tinmouth. It's to the, the town. Of, town. It's yeah. not actually at the town of Tinmouth, but if you're zoomed out a little bit on the map, it's in that area. And it, the wall doesn't completely exist anymore. Well, naturally, I need to. I need people to understand. This was not in the beginning a stone wall. This was an earthen wall, which meant they dug and created an earthen barrier. It was a wall, a ditch, and a wall. Eventually, they came back and they built the stone wall on top of it. But they built that original wall in six years. Yeah, that's they covering a lot of territory. I, I'm assuming they. they I'm assuming they pressed a lot of locals into work. I don't know that for sure, Joe. From what I understood, the legions did the work, but. You know, it could be that they said, hey, I'm not digging this. Well, they could have hired locals or they could have, like, just forced them to work. I mean, there's also that. Yeah, yeah, the whole forced labor thing could completely be plausible. I don't know for sure because I, I, I did the basics on the wall, but I didn't actually get into the, the real specifics. Yeah. Because this is just kind of my general example of how effective they were. Yeah, the, the Romans actually left a ton of, a ton of ruins behind in England. I mean, I, the, the ones I've seen personally are the uh, the wall at Chester. Have you been to the city of Chester? No. Yeah, yeah, they built that was originally their their fort, their fortifications, and then the town of Chester grew up inside that, and then eventually outside it. But the wall is still there. Well, we the talked Romans. about when yeah. we talked about Jack the Ripper. I was talking about when I was on the Ripper tour mm-hmm. and walking inside of the remnants of the wall that's in London. And yeah. that was one of the things that I know the legions would have built, and it's a it's a six foot thick wall mm-hmm. of stone. Yeah, no, the one at, the one in Chester is is wide enough to walk on. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing. These things are insane. But yeah. this is this is what these guys were. They were the jack of all trades, and by the way, they'd kill you too. Yeah, uh-huh. they could do it all. Oh, by the way, if you want to learn more about the Romans and the, and the Roman army, see Life of Brian by Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> D- that's not a good reference, Joe. Mm. That's not actually a, a viable it's not reference. Not very accurate. Not an accurate reference. No, Thank you, but Devin. it's still worth watching. I think. Okay. Okay. Back to the story. Yeah. My my final thing that I need to point out before we get into the story is the name of our legion. 
We're talking about the Ninth Legion, but the ninth, there's there's a other bunch ninths. of them. Okay, there are so ninths, right? here's here's what we have. This legion, as I'd said, it is called the Ninth Hispania. Well, that's in a reference to Spain. That's what Romans called Spain at the time was Hispania. But the thing is, what gets confusing is that, yeah, they used that as a training ground, which meant that every legion that came out of modern-day Spain was a number Hispania, mm-hmm. and then, but and actually it was it was Hispania was actually the Iberian Peninsula, so Spain and Portugal. Yeah, that's but, that's a good point. Um, but, I'm I'm generalizing. Uh, this is something, by the way. Sorry to interrupt, but um, did they raise these legions in in the Iberian Peninsula? So were these Spaniards that that were in that populated this legion? I do not believe so. I do not believe that all of the soldiers that were in the legion came from the region that they're named for. Mm. So they're and all, there's there's they're a couple of things so. that we'll we'll get into about guys who were Roman citizens joining legions and why they would do so and being in these different legions, but I think it was it was it was a training ground and it was also a place to find talent at. Yeah, I mean the thing about the Roman Empire is that it the Roman Empire colonized everywhere that it was. It was freaking huge. So locals is kind of a loose term at some point in the way that, you know, you say there's... um The Iberian who, Peninsula. Well, or like, you know, in South Africa, people who were originally British citizens whose family have lived there for a while are locals... But they're not, lo- you know, yeah, traditionally they're not, local. They're not like so they're it, not indigenous. Yeah, I guess is the word that I'm looking for. So it, you know, it's it's kind of a hard question to answer. You had to be a Roman citizen, yes, to be in the legion. No, you had to be a Roman citizen to be in the legion. It was a way to become a citizen. It was a way to become a citizen. But you had to be a Roman citizen to be in the legion. But uh, how if? If it was a way to become a citizen, that's kind of contradictory. You would sign up and you would become a Eventually citizen. a citizen, yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. It's it's not... Beca- getting into the Legion didn't require citizenship. Being in the Legion required it, not getting into it. Does that make sense? So uh, you made a citizen immediately upon joining the Legion? That le- was always the, my understanding. It was not my understanding, is that it was a stepping stone to citizenship. Sure. You had to prove your service to the empire. And it, okay, and here's something to point out. Becoming a citizen in Rome is a hard thing to pin down because in the thousand year actual Roman Empire rule, it changed constantly what a citizen was mm-hmm. and how to become a citizen. So these things, they, it's not, it's not it actually, was an ebb and flow. It flexed around a lot. Yeah, between the Republic and the Empire, we're talking a thousand years, and it's, it's hard. It's hard to imagine that the, the definition is staying the same yeah. the entire yeah. time. Yeah, no, I. But I, so we could both be right. You no, know, I think we're actually. I think we are both right. I think at the beginning it was one, and mm-hmm. the end it was the other. Sure. But I do. Yeah, it's okay. Well, where does Russell? We're, we're where, way off track. Where does Russell Crowe fall in all of this? No, <laughs> nowhere. Russell Crowe falls in about two minutes after the episode ends. Oh, Uh, okay. What I was getting at, though, when I was talking about the Ninth Hispania, is that the Hispania part of the name dictates where they come from. The Ninth, obviously, is Legion number. 
numbering the legions is a very common practice. We see it in military practices now where they'll name the number battalions. You know, your battalion, one, two, three, blah, 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 blah. And then there's some naming convention after that to say that you're from a certain area. This is very common. What makes it all confusing is two bits of information. One, how the ninth was written, because it's all, by the way, if you haven't figured this out, because it's Rome, it's all in Roman numerals, it is either IX, nine, which would be nine, or V-I-I-I-I, which is nine. Which is obviously a less easy way to say. It's nine. a very long way of saying the but same still, number. Yeah, under, under the rules of Roman numerals, it's it still acceptable. works. Yeah. But what's also confusing is that legions operated on, there was numbers of legions, and they had different naming conventions based on where they were from or who founded the legions. So you could have the Ninth Legion, which would be the Ninth Hispania, or you could have another legion, which was the Ninth Augusta, the ninth legion founded by Augusta. Augustus. So there, Augustus, thank you. So there were, there could be, based on my research, of that specific time, somewhere between five to six legions with the same name, or different names, but the same, same number. number. Yeah, mm. so the ninth, uh, so there were other ninth battalion, or uh, there were other ninth legions that didn't get lost, right? Correct. Yeah. So we could say that there are ninth legion A, B, C, D, E, and F. That's a way to look at it. But we're only talking about one of that, uh, that numeral set that I just ran off. So that makes it even more confusing. And when we get into uh, the things that are dug up, the things that obviously have been excavated about them, that's that, that's going to be an important thing to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a little bit fragmentary, the stuff that's been dug up about them. I, yeah, fragmentary, that was not a pun, right? Because these yeah. things are broken up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, okay. No, we, I think we've got enough yeah. details. I think... Any other details you guys no. want? No, that's all we need to know. Okay, so, thank goodness. Uh, what, what, do you know anything about their history and when they, be, when they began? I do not, actually. Yeah. When were we started? don't know. We don't know exactly when the Ninth Hispania was created. Somewhere between the 7th and the 10th. <laughs> of what? Yeah. Yeah. Really, Joe? The seventh and tenth of what? Uh, no, we do have, we've got some dates that we can nail down which help us figure out how old it is. We know that they were they participated in the social war, which was a war between Rome and its allies in Italy, which was in 90 BC. We also know that around 65 BC they were involved in battles that were overseen by Pompey, the volcano, the man. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. no. Okay. Of course. It was totally the volcano was in charge. Yeah, the volcano. <laughs> Worst general ever. Stays the coup d'etat and uh, <laughs> yeah, took over. Um, and then we also know that they were, uh, they, they served with uh, Julius Caesar when he was uh, bat- uh, invaded Gaul, which would have been in 58 BC. Yeah. 
So we've got some... Gaul, Gaul being France, right? France, yes, yeah. that is correct. So we've got some before that year zero time frame that I keep referencing. So we know that they're at least 100 years old before that happens. I've got to guess they're older than that, but it's really, it's hard to pin down. Yeah. Scholars have figured out that the the Ninth Hispania was in Pannonia, which is modern-day Sicia which is in Croatia. Uh, so they were in Croatia between the year 9 to the year 43. So if they were there that long, they were probably kind of like doing garrison duty, I assume? I would, I would guess that. And I've got to think that if they were in that same spot for 30-plus years, that is a... That's a serious waypoint, you know, of cycling soldiers through. I can't imagine that it's so much a Spanish group anymore. If we're going to talk about that, well, maybe they requisitioned all their men from where it originally started from. Um, unless they're feeding them in. Unless it's a train ship, train ship. Yeah, I, I don't have know. no idea. You know, it's like it's... it's probably they would just get them from anywhere. And there's no particular reason. They're just... The original, the original name is still there, but it's kind of like it's kind of like George Washington's axe, you know. Yeah. You know, um, so probably there were not that many, you know, Iberians in there anymore. It's true, but but after uh, after about the year forty three, it is believed that this legion was transferred. They went somewhere. We don't know where. We don't know why, and we really don't know what happened after that point. So from there is when we start stepping into our theories about this specific Roman legion. Okay. Mm -hmm. There are some theories. There's a number of theories. And on, let, me, let me look through here. Da, 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 da. Hmm. Not seeing any chupacabras. Not seeing any aliens. That's because it predates both chupacabras <laughs> and aliens, it Joseph. It doesn't actually predate aliens, but that's a different story. Yeah, it aliens. predates Roman aliens. According to oh. 2001... <laughs> Space Odyssey, <laughs> aliens have been visiting us for like a million years. Okay. Now that we're done with that, I'm going to give everybody a heads up that what we're doing with our theories is we're taking them in chronological order. I'm going to go from oldest to newest. And that's uh, oldest in terms of when and what happened or oldest yes. in terms of when somebody came up with the theory? Oldest in terms of date that it occurred. Mm. So... For example, our first theory is centered in England between the years of 108 and 119. Because it does appear that they were in England for a little while. It does. There is some archaeological there, evidence. And that's, that's exactly right. Because in 1854, uh, York, England, uh, these poor schlubs, these bunch of workers, I think, I don't remember what they were digging, but they dug up a stone slab, turned out to be a meter square, or a... Not square. It was a meter rectangle. I don't think it was a meter thick. No, uh, no, no. no. Yeah, it, was, it was a meter on side. Yeah, sort of, but they roughly. they dug up a slab that turned out to be inscribed with in the Roman language. Um, you mean Latin? I guess the Roman language would be Latin. It yeah, is. you're right. Yeah, yeah. It Steve is. doesn't know what languages what. Everything is Roman to me. It's fine. Well, Roman. I really don't know what I'm doing. You wouldn't think I've been reading about this for weeks on end. Nope. Uh, okay, well, that specific stone, now that we're ignoring my stupidity, uh, it talks about the Emperor Trajan. 
uh, Trajan was a emperor and he was in that time frame. He ruled, God, I want to say Trajan was from, he was 98 to 117, year 98 to 117. So he had an almost Sounds 20 fair. year rule. Um, Which was long for a Roman Empire. It, it really yeah. was because emperors got assassinated real hot. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, they were they were prime targets. Yeah, a lot of poisoning going on. But th- it talks about the fact that they were in they were in Britannia. I believe is is it Britannia or Britannia? Um, Britannia. Uh, I'm going to say Britannia. Britain. Britannia. They were in Britain. They were in Britain, and the key point is is that we know it's Trajan, which means we know that the time frame is in his is the and they had a rule. His tenure. And his tenure. A, and they had a date on, on the slab, too. They had right? a date on the slab. And they mentioned themselves, didn't and they? they? Yeah, exactly. They do mention themselves. And it wasn't the nicest time. Well, to be honest, for the Romans, it was never a nice time to be in Britain. No. They paid hell. The entire time that they were in Britain. That's one of the reasons that, that Hadrian's Wall was built. Yeah, the, is, Brits, uh, the Brits were not particularly grateful for all the, all the cool stuff the Romans did for them. Uh-uh. Uh, no. Yeah. No. They, yeah. they really didn't like yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no. Not, not a good thing. Well, the Brits and uh, eventually the Picts, because when we get into the Ireland, that's where the Picts were at. And they hated them even more. Yep. And it was a lot of people died. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of people died because of this invasion. And you know what the stupid thing is? I've read a lot of accounts. It made sense why the Romans conquered where they conquered around the Mediterranean. Do you know why they appear to have invaded Britain? No, they like the food. Nobody really does. It just seems to have been kind of a political, I'm going to expand the empire move. Yeah, let's get bigger. Because Caesar was one of the ones who did it. Julius Caesar. Yeah. Well, the uh, you know that's, that's the the more territory and people you rule over, the more you can collect in taxes. And yeah, that's and a great point. Typically, the empires back in those days, like the, the Ottomans, are a good example. They didn't actually exercise that much nearly as much control as like the Romans did. They usually just like set up set up a government or whatever, and then just collected taxes, and then the people out in the provinces could really kind of semi govern themselves. Mm-hmm. And but as long as they send in their tribute, then it was all fine. Yeah, it's a great point. So we've we've got that stone slab. Mm-hmm. We also have another bit of uh, evidence that says that, or shows that uh, the Ninth Hispania was in Britain at this time. It does appear that they were. We we actually well we do have one good piece of evidence that shows that the Ninth Hispania was in that area, in that time frame. The 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 108 forward, the year 108 forward. Mm -hmm. And that is a guy who would eventually become a Roman senator. Um, And Devin, you are better with this than when it comes to Latin, Roman, uh, Italian. Yeah. Joe and I were talking about this. I think it is Lucia, Lucius, not Lucius, not not Lucius, Lucius, Barbulius Legionarius. Okay. So what's his first name? Lucius. Lucius? Yeah. Um, okay. Ligarianus. Okay. We're going to stick with Lucius because that's easier <laughs> to say. Yeah. He is believed to, as a young man, have served with the Ninth Hispania huh. as of the year 115. Okay. There was a practice among young men who wanted to move up the political ladder to serve with the legion. 
mm-hmm. because that got you kind of some street cred. It, it got you, you know, you, you put your time in, you proved your service to the Empire. That would then allow you to move forward. And, and there's some problems with this because some men would serve with more than one legion. But what he did specifically is he was part of the military tribune, which is it tribune or tribune? Tribune. Tribune. Tribune, Thank you. What this did, you can almost think about this in the United States. We've got the House and the Senate, and they're theoretically supposed to balance each other. Yeah. This This military tribune was supposed to help balance the uh, the Senate. Yeah, I'm, you know, Rome was a pretty militarized society, so it, it makes sense that there would be a military component to their government. And a civilian senate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, the thing is, of course, then he uh, he serves, but like I said, there are times where a guy would serve with a couple of de- different numbered legions, so it's possible this is going to get messy when I explain it, so I apologize. He could have served with the Ninth Hispania. He could have served with the Ninth something else. The Ninth inning. Or he could have served with another numbered Hispania. Mm. So we've got three possible combinations going on here, which makes it really tough. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know which it is, but, yeah. but I did... I want to I explain something, or I want to I share with something that I came across that I found amazingly interesting, and I'm really kind of peeved at my history teachers for not explaining to me about Rome. We all know that Rome was the big deal. They were the hot shots. Oh, yeah. Rome... That's an impressive bunch of guys. It was an I... amazingly impressive bunch of guys. And when you think about it, and you take a look at a map of Rome, say in the year 100, they owned the Mediterranean. Oh, yeah. And I mean literally owned the Mediterranean. North to south, they went from Egypt to England and west to east, they went from Spain to Iraq. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they pretty much controlled all of North Africa. They um, held it all. Yeah. And they did it in an insanely short amount of time. Uh, the Romans, roughly, this is a rough date, they started expanding from Italy around 50 BC. As of about the year 100, they owned pretty much all of it. That's an amazing rate of progress, especially when you figure ships and horseback. That's how you get around, other than your own two feet. I just looked up the interesting fact. Uh, it was 54 countries that they owned at the height of their, yep. their supremacy. That's, that's massive. Yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. a lot. Here's the great thing that I found, and uh, I love the article that I found that pointed this out because this is what I never understood, how they made it so rapidly through places. Rome was conquering other city-states or civilizations. They weren't settling or uh, uh, taking over small areas. They were taking over nations. So let's take Macedonia, for example. Okay, Macedonia had a pretty big, you know, footprint. They went in. They conquered the Macedonians. Well, they conquered the central power structure of Macedonia. Therefore, they owned all of the areas that it owned. 
Those people are a civilized people. They're used to dealing with the laws of a governance. They're used to paying taxes. They have to follow rules. Like, they're used to how it works. This all is kind of, you know, status quo for them. They may not like the Romans, but that's not the point. The Romans, once they won, they took it all. Well, now let's contrast that to when they expanded past that point to, say, Britain or Ireland or Germany. A place that's just tribes. Exactly. Warlike tribes. Warlike tribes who were loosely connected but not centrally organized. So the Romans run in and they think, well, we're going to take over the central government. We're going to own it all. But none of those tribes rule the others. And by the way, none of them, none of them like the Romans. So they all fight back. They all revolt. It's constant guerrilla warfare. The poor, the legionnaires, the legions, they're used to one style of fighting, which is your army is over there, my army is over here, and we say one, two, three, and we run at each other, and whoever's standing at the end wins. But guerrilla warfare doesn't work like that. No. No. It's sneakier than that. Much sneakier, but... Having gotten used to that way, I mean, the, the Romans got a little little comfortable. I'm not saying that the wars that they fought were easy, but they got used to this is how it works. We go into the big city, we conquer the city, and for the most part, things are easy at that point. It was a bit of rule of war, right? It was kind of like, well, these are the rules of the war, so we're going to play by it. And wait, no fair, you're not playing by the rules. Hey, oh, I guess there isn't a referee. Never mind. For the Romans, the rule of war was that in the spring you got ready and you marched out for war. In the summer, you fought. In the fall, you finished the battle and then you went home. Because you rested in the winter because nobody fought in the winter. That just is how it happened. For all these other tribes or these other, uh, these rougher, the, the savages or the barbarians as the Romans called them, that didn't apply. They didn't care. It was December and they would launch raids and they would attack. And so the Romans were really scrambling the whole time. They, they, they got themselves nothing but pain for those later expansions that went into those areas. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, you know, I mean, kind of a waste of their time. They lost a lot of men, and but they left behind some cool artifacts. Again. Huge casualties, but oh, yeah, they yeah. did they did build some kind of decent... Ca- or uh, decent... Yeah. Would it be the aqueducts and the roads? Is that uh, what you're referring to? Aqueducts, or just some of the anything walls, in general the walls, that they built of the stone? The walled cities that they built, Hadrian's Wall, yeah. the, the baths at Bath, England. Yeah, I mean, been into those. It was yeah. pretty cool. You yeah. can't bathe in those, though. You can't really? No, they won't. Not the hard way, didn't they're, you? they're an historical kind of thing. Yeah. You tried, didn't you? Quiet, Devin. Uh. Yeah. I didn't get that fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, let's... Uh, so let's it, oh, go ahead. I'll go, yeah. So anyway, um, so because they were stationed in England, I know this is one of the theories, is uh, and they were confronted with these, these you know, savages. The, as the Britons. Know, as we know the Brits to be, you know. Yeah, the huh. Britons, yeah. The Britons yeah. destroyed them, yeah, is yeah. this theory, is and that they were there. They were destroyed, and they just never got reconstituted. Correct. Yeah. So anyway, that's a popular theory. It was popularized. Some woman whose name escapes me right now wrote a book, a novel, like back in the 50s about that. Is that the one that was turned into that movie, The yeah. Eagle? Yeah, 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 exactly. And, yes. And, and it's uh, it's a very popular theory in Britain. And I, I don't know that it's true. It's, you I, know, I, I put that in, I put the movie The Eagle in my queue, and I was going to watch it. 
And then I noticed that it was rated at at two stars, which really kind of told me something about how a good the movie was and possibly how good the story was. Mm-hmm. And so I never went through it. I yeah. can understand why it'd be popular in uh, the oh, UK, though. Well, yeah, 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 in the UK, it's the we triumphed over the giant Roman Empire. We beat them back. I get that yeah. totally. And yeah, kind of the reason. Did. Kind of the reason that Braveheart is so popular in Scotland. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's definitely not Mel Gibson. No. Let's move to our next theory. Yeah. We're now going to move to the year 117 to 130. Okay. This is a bit of an extension of the, the previous theory. Uh, we've talked about uh, Hadrian or Hadrian before. I, I still can't figure out which way I'm going to say it. Say I go both ways, but Hadrian. I like Hadrian better. That guy threw the Roman armies or the legions at the Brits, and he killed a lot of men because he just continually just threw them into the grinder. Well, it's known that he, he was constantly having this battle. Obviously, we talked about the wall he had, which was a fortification that he had constructed. It's then plausible that maybe the ninth was there and there's actually some historical record that may support that the ninth was there during his reign that specifically being some tiles and plates that were found there was a tile that was found a roofing tile that was found a ceramic tile found in the netherlands And then followed by that, there was a roofing tile and then a plate found in northern England. The tile from northern England has a stamp in the back of it. And by the way, that was found in 1938. And that stamp in that ceramic says L-E-G-V-I-I-I-I-H and that's it. Then we've got the plate from 2010 which is also ceramic that has a stamp in it. Found in 2010. Found in 2010. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <Found> <laughs> no, thank you. That's good yeah. clarification. And that's the one that was found in Britain or in the, the North Netherlands? Britain. North we're, Britain. We're ignoring the Netherlands yeah. for the moment. We're only talking about Britain. The one, the plate that was found in Britain has a very similar stamp. It has L-E-G-V-I-I-I-I-H-I-S-P. Both of which are interpreted to mean Legio Ninth Hispania, the Ninth Legion of uh-huh. Spain. Yeah. The one, that the, the roofing tile that was found in the Netherlands, though, is not so conclusive. And the reason is, is that the end of it is broken. The end of it where the, you know, we've got up through the numerals yeah. and then we should get into the characters, the letter characters. Uh-huh. That's where it's broken. Okay. And the first character that can be read, that first line of it is actually at an angle. So if mm. we think about this in H is straight up, the, the first line of the letter H would be a vertical line. Yeah. Yeah. This one is at an angle diagonal yes yeah which suggests that it would be an a which would mean it was the ninth augusta which is a different legion yeah and i to to explain to our listeners one of the theories that was out there is that they were they didn't disappear from england they were 
they were just transferred out and sent somewhere else, i.e., the Netherlands. And so, yeah. Yes and no. Yeah, and the discovery of this stuff like gave gave rise to this theory, but it appears that they probably didn't get relocated to the Netherlands. Correct. Well, no. See, the problem is, is that we don't know a if it was the entire legion that went there, or if it was just a company or a part of the legion that got transferred there. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Yeah. Is okay. The, the legions would do this. They would send detachments to support another legion. So Legion A is getting its butt kicked, and it's lost a bunch of men. So we say, hey, uh, the, the emperor says we have to send you a thousand men. We send you a thousand men. Those thousand men still consider themselves part of the ninth legion. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they're with the seventh legion. Mm-hmm. So that is where it gets weird because they would still leave record of their group regardless of the hole that they were officially according oh. the Empire in. So it's not clear if the Legion itself was maybe stationed at, say, the Netherlands and that they just sent 500,000 men over to help in Britain or... A thousand men because a, a Legion is 5,000 Sorry, men. I meant a th- 500 a or a thousand. Yeah. Yes, okay. Um or, you know, if uh, the actual Legion was in Britain and they sent a contingent to the Netherlands Correct. for whatever reason? Yeah. We, okay. Or, yeah. or you know, it, I mean... It, or they all went both places. Yes. Got it. It could have been that they can been divided up into to several areas. Because here's the thing. Yes, Rome took over. And for the most part, in general, things were good. But they used the Legions as their police force. Because not everybody was happy with Roman rule. Well, of course. It it never is. You come in and you take over a people and they welcome you and everybody loves you. Yeah. That just doesn't happen. No. So what would happen is, and they would send small detachments. That is because later emperors learned from the mistakes of earlier emperors where there would be an, uh, a battle or an uprising in one area. They would take a legion from another place and they would move it there to support what was going on. But the place that they had just now left unguarded would rise up or somebody would try to invade because they didn't have that supporting policing force anymore. So the smart thing is don't move all of it, all your eggs in one basket. You shift bits and pieces around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But still, and so they they might've sent some forces over to the Netherlands or, or maybe somebody like somebody from the Ninth, you know, rejoins, joined some other legion, and just took some souvenirs along with them. Could have been as, as simple as that. A too. roofing tile is a, and a plate is a weird. Okay, a plate I get. A yeah. roofing tile is a weird souvenir mm. because usually you make it, you stamp it, and you use it. Tearing it then off of the roof and taking it with you would, to me, be the equivalent of taking the light switch plate off of my apartment and taking it to my new apartment. That just You've never done that? <laughs> I don't know. For me, it's more of a, hey, my house got destroyed and now I got transferred. I'm going to take a piece of my house and make it a part of my new house. I mean, that it's possible. It's not as though it is. things weren't getting destroyed. It, it, it's absolutely possible. I'm not, yeah. not going to discount any of that. I just... Yeah, but again, the only, when you have the, the only real evidence that they got transferred to the Netherlands is basically a, a thing that could have been a different Ninth Legion anyway, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, and that's about it. I yeah. Mean, yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's move to 
uh, the third theory, which is that the ninth legion, which is, this is a little bit, again, these kind of fall in line, was absorbed and or relocated. And this says that uh, they were moved to a stronger legion and then absorbed by it. Mm. And the specific instance that we can point to is the fact that in Caledonia, which is modern-day Scotland, the Ninth Legion was almost completely wiped out. Yeah. Uh, this would have been the year 82 to 83, by the way. They absolutely got their butts kicked. It was another group that came in that barely saved them, and there wasn't a whole lot left. Mm. There's also evidence that the 6th Legion, and I don't know which 6th Legion, mm -hmm. I couldn't see it called out, was also transferred to Northern England, and it also then disappeared. So it's been debated whether those two were combined into a new number Legion. Mm. So the 6th and the 9th were then commingled into... 15th. Not probably not that the fifteenth. It's probably sense. not math. Unfortunately, oh, it's not basic math, but we'll go with that. Okay. They were commingled into a completely di different number, and then subsequently they were destroyed. Yeah. Mm. So Britain is kind of like the Bermuda Triangle. For these guys. <laughs> yeah. The Bermuda Triangle of, of Roman, Roman legions. legions. Yeah. The the only thing that I will say when we talk about uh, we talked about the transfer thing. The only thing I can think of that might substantiate that is if there's an officer from the ninth Hispania, they get wiped out or transferred, absorbed. He's still loyal to his group. Then they're making these tiles or plates and he goes ahead and says, you know what? I'm going to stamp it in their name in remembrance of my fallen brothers. Yeah. That's the only instance where if this is right, this would make sense. Sure. The, the, the evidence that we picked up. Sure. Um, then the next two theories are really all about destruction, and it is absolutely the this destruction their, of the Ninth Hispania. They're all kind of about destruction, aren't they? These ones more so than others, because the other ones could be they just they they kind of maybe got disbanded or petered out. I don't know. These ones are all pure kill, straight up kill. Second to last theory here is that. In the year 132, there was a uprising in what is now known as, uh, in modern day times, it is Israel-Palestine. Israel, Israel yeah. or Palestine. Alice, or, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind it's of a politics. gray area. Just... Okay, yeah, it's that little country at the far eastern end of the uh, Mediterranean. Okay. Yeah. It's right there. That one. This uprising was known as the Bar Kochba Revolt. And that was the revolt where the Jewish people of the area, they totally rose up against the Romans with absolutely justifiable reasons because there was huge religious persecution going on. And they, they inflicted huge damage on the Romans. But, but this theory says that the ninth was sent to that area to reinforce the legions that were already stationed there. But they were defeated through heavy casualties. The entire legion was killed by the local forces. Mm -hmm. And the men that remained of the ninth were then disbanded. There wasn't enough of them to even matter. So they just, you know, go home. What sort of uh, evidence is there for this one? 
Well, there's evidence that I mean the the uprising happened. Well, yeah, and it, they it's it's called the second Jewish uprising. Yeah. There was one prior, and this one is where they really they they boxed them about the ears. They really kind of did them in. Yeah, but uh, and there's a lot of deaths on the Roman side. Yeah, but did they find any actual evidence that the Ninth Legion was? actually there did they find any remnants of tiles or plates or anything no. else see this is the, the reason i don't believe this one is because they own the whole mediterranean they had lots of forces much closer to palestine than england you know specifically yeah. which one yeah there was that would the be the Egyptian 22nd yeah, uh, i'm gonna Egypt. butcher yeah. this unless you can help me out with it devon I'm going to say it's the Diotariana. That's close enough, probably. Say, Sweet, because uh, I have to say it one more time later on. Uh, Dio, Dio. Diotariana. Diotariano. Tariana. Okay, Tar- yeah, Diotariana. Well. The 22nd Mordor Division um, was <laughs> based in Egypt, and it was documented uh, in the Roman records as being in the area at that time. Here's the key point. The 22nd Legion... who we're talking about they disappear from the record books just like the ninth huh so we don't know whether it was the ninth or the 22nd or both and i have to say that if it was both of them that is one of the largest roman defeats in history two legions decimated Mm. is unheard of and there's only one other defeat that was worse so you think that would have been better recorded and well known yeah Yeah, you would think huh unless they were trying to you know hide the casualties (laughs) you know trying to play it cool and say no we did i mean yeah we got defeated but it wasn't that bad uh let's just uh hey hey you wrote out all that on that stone right throw that over the hill we're just gonna break those just break that break it it actually it actually is you know especially back in these days when you have like uh long lines of communication things like that uh, and resupply if you're the if you're the empire it's a really good idea to maintain this facade of invincibility so you definitely want to suppress any bad news like that. There's a lot of information suppression in the Roman Empire. I've seen things about how the emperors didn't know what was going on. The soldiers didn't know what was going on. But there were certain political elite who had the fleet-footed messengers that knew and controlled all that. And it was, it's a lot like what in the Cold War where there was... People who didn't have a clue and the people who thought they had a clue. And then there was that guy in the middle that had all the messengers running around. And there was a lot of things that came out in the wash later on. And that's what we get now is we're able to find a bunch of that correspondence. Mm -hmm. Our final theory of what happened to the Ninth Hispania is that it was destroyed in the Parthian War. Between year 161 to 166, uh, our good friend Marcus Aurelius, he, uh, he he didn't believe or didn't agree with the Parthians. Actually, to be quite honest, the Parthians and the Romans had been arguing for a good 50 or 80 years and had had a number of wars. But Aurelius had committed to the Parthian War in 161 and this is in what is, for a geographic reference, this is Iran today. That's where it happened. Yeah, the Persian Empire. Yeah, right. the Persian Empire. That's Yeah, exactly. The Parthian army, it is said, surrounded 
surprised and then surrounded a Roman legion and annihilated it. That legion, we don't know what it was. Nobody can find reference specifically to what legion it was. There, uh, there's, there's legions that we know that were in the area. There is the 12 Fulminata and the 15 Apollinaris. Those were both in the area. But there are also records of those legions as of the year 200. So we know they can't be the ones that were destroyed between 161 and 166. Well, actually, do we know that for sure? Because um, there's no reason that... They, they could have re-raised they, it. They, they could have, yeah, repop. They could have basically restarted the whole thing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the Romans had, uh, maybe they had some sort of a custom. It was kind of like retiring your shirt from the NBA or something like that, where if you were totally wiped out, they would just retire your number and your name. That's the impression that I've gotten from the stuff that I've read, is that if, if and when a legion was annihilated... They mm. didn't reuse it. It was almost an unlucky number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the, the third Apollinaris was destroyed. We don't restart the third. We go ahead and say, well, there's 12, so we'll make the 13th. Yeah. I, that's the impression that I've got, and I could be completely wrong. Well, but that wouldn't surprise me, really. Back to the theory. The theory is, uh, and by the way, this this theory is really soundly based in, if you remember in the beginning, I talked about the two dates of records. One was the year 120 and one was the year 165. Yeah. This is set on that. This one is the only one that hinges on that 165 record date. Mm. And it says that, of course, that the the ninth Hispania was the lost legion in the Parthian War and that they were moved into that area and that then subsequently destroyed. But people who were disagreeing with that, they also, those folks, uh, which one of you could say this again, because I can't, is that the 22nd Diotinaria, which I know I just said wrong, I think it's Deuteriana. Yeah, that one. Uh, but that I'm, I'm, legion, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it, that's too. That's fine. But. but that legion was the one that was destroyed by the Parthians. Well, the problem is, which one was actually destroyed in which battle? Because we just said that people are saying that they were destroyed in the Bar Kochba revolt. And now this is saying they were the ones that were destroyed in the Parthian war. So it either means that there's a chance that the ninth Hispania was destroyed in one or the other, mm-hmm. but it's, it's extremely unclear. And I got to be honest with you guys. I love this story. I love historical mysteries because there is so much stuff to dive through. And there are so many interesting facts that I come across that I can't go into. I mean, it's, just, it's a treasure trove, but the point is, is that it's, it's a, it's a group of thousands of men over decades. I I don't know which one to pin down. I, I I can't pick a favorite because I mean we just we just talked about what forty fifty sixty years. Yeah, uh, yeah. A, a group that was five thousand men a year over that time frame. That's a lot of people. Yeah. So I personally I I've never been able to settle on. This. I don't know about the pair of you if. 
I, uh, I, I tend to think that they probably were uh, cut, chopped up pretty bad in England and probably were absorbed by different units, different legions. And then, because I, I don't see any evidence for them appearing in all these miscellaneous different places. Oh, I, well, I know what happened to them. They were conscripted to uh, assist the doctor in the battle for the oh. Pandorica opening. <laughs> yeah, the doctor. What is this? And a, and which one of them was, you know, the one that's the centurion that stood Rory with the key? Williams? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, no, I don't know. I think, they reals, probably, I think they probably were just... They were just destroyed in I, one I, of the many. I don't have a favorite way that they were destroyed. I no. think they just were. I mean, yeah. the only thing, I don't think they, that they were destroyed in the early time frame I talked about. I, I get the feeling that, that Hadrian is probably the responsible party. But that yeah. guy, again, I couldn't find death tolls, but he he threw them like buckets of water at the Britons. And I would suspect mm. they're not exactly like restocking their ranks during this time, you know, if they're kind of just being thrown into battle, it's not like there's going to be 5,000. They're going to be dwindling. And even 5,000 continually. Yeah. 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 It's, it's probably an ebb and flow. They're people to that. They'll just send new yeah. regions yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. but they, it, it might well be that um, if they had some bad luck and they got chopped up a couple of times really bad, then the word gets out. and Like the Caledonia War. Yeah. And, yeah, where yeah. They, they got, they almost completely were annihilated. Yeah, yeah, and then and, and word gets out, and, and the brass might decide, hey, you know, it's these guys have got a reputation for bad luck or incompetent fighting. They're always getting, like, massacred. So it's not going to be easy to recruit somebody to this legion, so we're just going to phase it out. Whoever's left that's, will, and you know, whoever's left will, while they retire, or move to another legion. That's happened in many military yeah. organizations, so yeah. it could have been, a, you know, that's a great idea, is that it's just phased out. They went, this group always dies. Yeah, we're they're just going to stop. Yeah, we're they're just, just going to stop. These guys are just bad news bears, man. They're just <laughs> bad luck. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, we're just going to just phase them out. And, yeah, so that's kind of what I think happens. Awesome. All right. Well, that is all we have on the Night Hispania. Now, if you're a ghost of one of those soldiers, please email us. Have you ever met a... Uh, no, no, yeah. I'm not even going to go Don't there. even. Okay. Well, for everybody uh, who is corporeal and you want to know what we have, we have links on our website and we have this and all other episodes available to stream on our website. Website, of course, is Thinking Sideways Podcast. Dot com. Uh, I did get a great email or comment the other day on Facebook. We always kind of joke that nobody listens on the uh, the website. Turns out a bunch of people do. So, hey, listen to cool. us on our website. Use up that bandwidth. Um, we are on Facebook. We have the group and the Facebook page which is continually busy and fantastic fun. We are on Twitter. It is Thinking Sideways without the G in the middle. You can, of course, get a hold of us on our email account. You've got questions or suggestions for future episodes. Get a hold of us at thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. By the way, I apologize to all the people who I am been a bit late to reply to. Yeah, me too. I'm overwhelmed sorry, because it is getting a little insane. It There's is. a lot. We get a lot of emails, folks. We, yeah. Uh, and that doesn't mean we're trying to discourage you. Please, we'd like your emails. No, no. Just I just, be I want patient it, with us. I just want everybody to, yeah, exactly. Please be patient. I, I And I'm telling people, I'm sorry, I'm tardy. We are also uh, letting everybody know that we are on Patreon. 
That is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash thinking sideways. If you want to support the show, that's a way to do it. Go to that address. We've put up videos and all that kind of stuff. Explaining everything. Explain the whole whole nine yards to you. Uh, That having been said, we are at the end of this particular episode. We are going to go ahead and get out of here because this studio is disgustingly hot. And um, I really just want to go take a shower. Yeah, me too. Cold shower. All right. Well, this is Devin saying bye-bye for this week. Always. And this is Joe saying ta-ta. (laughs) 